wake up time. Time to open up your eyes and rise and shine. Because you have found the influencer. Your official election fraud 2020 and COVID-19 information center. The shotgun of truth is loaded this week, firing at every lie we see. And by the end of these two hours, there will be nada, zero, no doubt whatsoever that I am the world's greatest radio personality. Your charming and delightful host on the Richard Kaysen Radio Network. 573-431-1000 is how you get into the program. 573-431-1000. Young Jared is vigilantly watching the phone lines in the off chance that we get a phone call because we know what social media... Now, you can also leave a voicemail. Some people like to go that route. You can leave a voicemail at anchor.fm slash richard Kaysen 2 It's a little complicated. Social media all over Getter, Parler, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble. Taking a break from Fascist Book. I saw what they did to Mike Lindell this last week, and I, I put a 30-day challenge out there for people to just walk away from this piece of crap. Don't look at it. Messenger, that's a different thing, but... Facebook itself, the news feed, reading it, contributing to it, put it down, walk away from it. One big, fat, scrolling lie. Join the Dollar Club at patreon.com slash Richard and for just a dollar a month. You'll never miss this show again, plus catch up on past episodes. And for official Richard Kaysen Radio Network merch, go to richardkaysen.com. Jared, we have the... Brand new Down With Biden shirt. Have you seen it? I have not. Are you afraid of that? You can pull it to you. Why work smarter, not harder? Don't they tell you that at the other job you work at? Well, I learned that. I, I worked the hardware thing, too, once upon a time. And that's what my boss told me. Work smarter, not harder. And uh, that's when he started finding me in the bathroom about every 45 minutes on my old Nokia phone playing Snake 2. You ever played that piece of garbage? I've never heard of it. it. Well, it was the one game that came with the... This was back when texting, you had to cycle through the key three or four times oh. to get to the letter. Snake 2 was one of those games. Um, how did I get on the subject of talking to you? Remind me. Uh, something about the new shirt or new... Mm. Thank you. That's why we have a producer to keep me on. If I only had a, a producer when I did stand-up comedy, because I, I go off the rails a lot. I Hey, Jared, what was I just talking about? Thank you. I need a comedy producer. But, yeah, the brand-new Down With Biden shirt, it's basically the same as the current white Richard Case and Radio Network T-shirt. It's a white T-shirt and just has the logo on it. But the twist to the Down With Biden one is it has a picture of, of the COVID vaccination card and spray painted in red paint, it says down with Biden. And that's selling eh, a couple of them priced fair at richardcasenonline.com. What else do I need to share with you here this week? I got all this. Uh, is that all of it? Okay. I got some more stuff a little bit later, but I was at the station here talking station business the other day. And I was just throwing suggestions out there as uh, ideas to drum up listeners, drum up any sort of attention whatsoever. 
And I asked him what they thought about me showing up early out here in the parking lot and just with a sign, hey, listen to the show. And kind of like I was doing a couple of weeks ago that wasn't working. She says, well, you could do that, but you would probably be confused with the people up the street. And I'm like, uh, what's the people up the street? Well, apparently, uh, just a few doors up from the station, there's some people who, according to one source, will uh, cover themselves in oil and glitter and, like, broken glow sticks and rainbow wigs, and they're just out there in the in the street dancing like it's Burning Man or the dead back from the dead, man, something like that. And, well, I certainly don't want to be associated with any of that, sir. So I will just print some flyers and do it the old-fashioned way, and I'll hand them out at a restaurant and bug people to listen to my show later that night, and they'll go, hey, yeah, well, thanks for the napkin. They'll water up, throw it right in the floor. I go to this gas station off of 67 every week. I have to uh, buy a chocolate milk and and load the show into the phone so I can do the post-mortem and listen to the show on the way home and beat myself up over missed opportunities and things like that. Well, I was about to pull out last week, and this guy, he he wasn't malicious or anything, but he just sort of bum-rushed me. He came to the driver's side door, and he says, Hey, man, you ever thought about selling this thing for a clown car? Huh? I ask him, hey, do you know a couple of people that play Pokemon? No. Um, but I was just like, yeah, you could get a lot of money if you sold this for a clown car. And I'm like, why? So you and your friends would have something to get out of all the time? You want me to stab you? Get away from me. And then he went and harassed someone that was pumping gas. So getting to know the local flavor here in the parkland. Very interesting, isn't it? Interesting is the diplomatic way of putting it. Uh, uh, another way of putting it would be uh, psychotic. But, <laughs> yeah, let's call it interesting. I don't live here, so I can I can say all this stuff. I'm out. you got to live with it, so. <laughs> um, I was going to pull the clip, but I was lazy and ran short of time. But a couple of weeks ago, I was telling you about Stephen M. Thomas. He was this guy who... He had uh, commented on a, a video of RCTV, and he was like, oh, nine views, congrats, and that became a whole argument, and you remember how I lit him up and all that sort of thing. Well, as I understand it, he complained to the station. He made a complaint phone call, and I was going to ask for the recording of the voicemail, but apparently I guess the complaint was that I was mean to him or... Something to that effect, and uh, before you think this is anything resembling an apology, no, no. Here's the thing. The reason I bring it up is because this is one more shining example of a liberal. This is what they do. Behind the safety of a keyboard, they'll pick a fight. You give them their fight. You light them up. And then, when you've lit them up, they go and tell the teacher... They run and complain because I didn't know you were going to be mean to me. Well, I didn't think I was being that mean to you. I was just, you know, basically verbally smacking you around a little. I mean, uh, the, the whole Northern Exposure comment. I mean, do you even know that reference? There, there was a show called Northern Exposure. There was a local radio station where 
a guy uh, read poetry for like 20 minutes and uh, played a lot of, I don't know, Dan Fogelberg and stuff like that. Doesn't sound very profitable. My God, these are... Is it Minnie Sturgis out here outside the radio station tonight? Nazi sclerosis. Did you hear about her? I did not, but I did on my way home from Springfield tonight see a sign that said impeach. Nazi sclerosis? Well... She uh, may not have to be impeached because she is going to be making her way to the door. She has read the writing on the wall. She realizes, well, I guess I've done just about all the damage I can do. And this says, eyeing the exits as House Speaker amid bleak 2022 midterm election forecast. They already see down the road they're going to get trounced. I don't know if this means that she's leaving her post because she's you know still a congresswoman but she has been the house speaker every time she's been a a leader in that party and uh every time the democrats have the house they end up making her the speaker but she's under pressure not to lose her slim majority and they're going to have one less to rely on because the scandal-ridden wisconsin democrat according to breitbart news representative ron kind announced his retirement after staying silent for months on a seedy massage parlor that it advertises on illicit sites and from which he accepted tens of thousands of dollars in rent. And another person stepping down, I guess you heard about the big one, Cuomo. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah, Andrew Cuomo. He he is the governor of New York, soon to be the ex-governor. He's looking at about... Eh, 6,000 counts of sexual harassment. And that's if that's what they want to get him on, fine. But what they should be getting him on is the, according to this, his aides rewrote a report from state health officials, and they should be trying to nail him on the 9,250 Chinese coronavirus deaths in nursing homes and long-term care facilities. The New York Times details the cover-up citing new documents and interviews with six people involved in the concealment of those deaths. After reports surfaced in February that Cuomo was intentionally hiding the numbers, the governor's office explained that he was withholding the truth to prevent President Trump's administration from using the data to launch a motivated attack. Right. And now we're going to get into this edition of the Richard Case and Radio Network. Let's just get right into it. I'm not especially angry right now, but that could change. I was angry during the three days of the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium because he's basically spent millions of his own money to launch an investigation into what happened to the 2020 presidential election it was very cheesy very just it 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 reeked you and it's not sour grapes if if it was a free and fair election and if biden had won legitimately i would do just like i did every other time in the past i grip my teeth and go well damn it i guess we'll have to try a little harder next time but it wasn't a free and fair election they straight up cheated and in the next uh hour and a half here while we're 
on the air. I'm going to tell you exactly who cheated, why they cheated, and how we ended up right here. It seems like you. I'm, I'm always revealing a little bit more of this every week. That's because more and more of it is reaching the surface. But before that, on the first day of the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium, on the morning that they were going to start broadcasting at OAN, which is One America News Network, and Newsmax were sued by Dominion Voting Systems saying that they defamed that company by spreading false claims that it rigged the 2020 election against President Donald Trump. Hey, you want to sue them for spreading false claims about saying that you rigged the election? Then sue me too, because over the next 90 minutes, that's what I'm going to do. And by the end of it, because even though 40 million people watched the Cyber Symposium, even though it got hacked multiple times so that people would be prevented from watching it because they didn't want people to watch it because they don't want the truth out there. That's the thing. If What are they so afraid? This misinformation. Oh, that's misinformation. We got to stop that right now. We gotta, why don't you just let people read and believe what they want to read and believe? Why do you want to stamp it out? That's because it's the truth, and they don't like that. And according to this story, uh, I love the writing here, Trump continues to falsely claim that he lost to Joe Biden due to rampant electoral fraud. Well, no, he actually did lose to rampant election fraud. See, when they start using words like misinformation, this is the thing, they use these words to discredit anyone who disagrees with them. And when they use these words, what they're actually doing is showing their hand and revealing themselves to be the true source of this misinformation that they speak of. Mike Lindell's 72-hour cyber symposium, according to this article, failed to produce legitimate evidence of voter fraud, which is a lie. It not it three days worth. He had se- uh, 37 terabytes of information related to voter fraud. $5 million to any cyber expert, politician, or reporter who could refute the data, provided that they were there in person. Did anyone take him up on that challenge? No. It was just snotty reporters in the back of the room, writing articles from the back of the room, trashing the event. They wanted to do interviews with him. He's like, fine, come up on stage, do them live during the presentation. They didn't want to do that because then they can't control the narrative. He had received death threats, and uh, he also said that he was attacked in the parking lot of his hotel. Um, This says unfounded allegations, but here, well, with the time that we have, you'll hear just how shaken up Mike Lindell is as he opens day three of the cyber symposium. But according to him, and I have no reason not to believe him. Here he is explaining what happened. List of things that happened. So at 1030 last night, um, uh, Tina Peters, her uh, another guy with her that's here, his house got raided, four children, and his house got everything taken, all electronics and everything. I last night when I got to the hotel, I was attacked. And um, um, Bill here, we're going to talk about uh, where we're going today in light of this. Um, so, Colonel, go ahead. So, uh, He's pretty in addition shaken to the up, red team, um, He's not as we normal. started receiving a pillow today, guy. He's uh, about two weeks ago. 
disturbed. So um, we've had a, uh, a close team. Close team is what we call uh, somebody's working in the crowd and uh, de detecting threats. So we detected um, disruptors inside, trying to get people ejected. Really, really radical uh, folks outside trying to penetrate. Uh, we've got folks exchanging badges in the parking lot, press badges specifically. Uh, we've identified those uh, agitators and provocateurs. This is the guy who's uh, narrating the video that I'm going to play for you here. Photo in imagery validated their uh, so Phil uh, social media retired. platforms. Uh, we've got uh, attempts to take your personal information by some of yeah, these listen folks to this. shoulder surfing. So if you're on your cell phone or your laptop, they're coming behind you and uh, taking imagery, taking pictures. Uh, the big, the big, uh, the big end game is to discredit all the legislators who have had the courage to be here to listen, to try to hear what uh, what was presented. By the by, the third day of the symposium, there were legislators from all 50 states, and they had agreed to form an election integrity caucus. It was pretty amazing. Um, they uh, they're they're obviously trying to uh, subdue the message that uh, that Mike's trying to to get out. Um, so this is, this is a typical um, insurrection type activities. These a are real insurrection. part of the color revolution. Not I've people that are upset because their election got stolen. Early last summer, last spring, what was happening to our country, and it's, uh, it's made to divide America. And again, this whole, the whole point of this conference is to unite America. This is to unite the American people. And uh, we made the... We made the conscious effort. <clears throat> we made the conscious effort not to eject those people, because we want we want to whatever their their platform is. We want to get the message out, so we know we know who you are. We've got your we've got your photos, and uh, you know whatever happens after the fact, that'll be up to uh, the Lindell organization. Um, we also received um, credible information on uh, a threat. In the data streams, uh, there was a, a supposedly, a, allegedly, a credible uh, threat that there was a, a poison pill inserted into the data. And uh, all of you cyber guys for sure know about the, uh, the AT&T 911 issue. Uh, someone disseminated all these, you know, all these, his buddies uploaded the data and uh, they, were, they were warmly received just like uh, the gentleman last night. All their electronic devices were, uh, were seized and had we disseminated that without parsing that and finding that before it sent out. It could have put a lot of people at risk and mostly the credibility of, of this. Uh, so this information uh, is being handled <clears throat> in accordance with the Cybersecurity Act of 2015. And we'll get more of that from the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium. In just one moment, this portion of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network brought to you by Dominion Voting Systems. Democracy is dangerous. Get the facts about Dominion Voting Systems when you log on to dominionvoting.com. I'll make it up. I make the rules around here, Jared. Thank you very much. Hey! Um, Awake. Well... Shake dreams from your hair, my pretty child, my sweet one. 
choose the day and choose the sign of your day, the day's divinity. Yes, Master. First thing you see. I must destroy. I must destroy. Okay. Hey, a dollar a month, that's all it takes to catch the full replay of this show, whatever it is, and all of our past episodes when you go to patreon.com slash Richard Kaysen. Hey, you want to watch a radio show? Go to rumble.com to find the latest episode of RCTV so you can say, oh, congrats, you got nine views. Although our episode four, it's got 70 views. I posted it, and then in no time it got 70 views. So for whatever reason, that one caught fire. All right. So Mike Lindell's Cyber Symposium, a three-day event exposing how the Chinese Communist Party did in fact come to um, infiltrate or hack Dominion voting machines to flip the election for Joe Biden for their horrible business interest. And then you see the way that we pulled out of Afghanistan, and then you see the way that China is starting to cozy up with, cozy up with the Taliban, who has taken over the country. The president of Afghanistan, he, he and his aides, they're gone. So Afghanistan, it didn't turn out to be Bush 41's Vietnam. It didn't turn out to be Obama's Vietnam. It didn't turn out to be Trump's Vietnam. It turned out to be Biden's Vietnam. So you're welcome, Mr. Anti-President. But this is what Mike Lindell opened the Cyber Symposium with, and we'll be parsing this throughout the rest of this hour. But listen. After the 2018 midterm elections, an investigation was launched to delve into irregularities in the U.S. election results. Detailed logs documented entries into the tabulation system for the election itself, and the team saw many anomalies in areas of extreme concern. Then in November 2020, multiple groups of concerned Americans came together because they all observed something incredible in the 2020 general elections. The groups united to launch a full-scale investigation led by former members of the U.S. intelligence community, the Department of Defense, NASA, the U.S. National Laboratories, private investigations and cybersecurity companies, and legal firms from around the country. Yeah, so these just The discoveries some gained through intense forensic research left everyone involved deeply concerned about the future of our nation and our world. While the U.S. media will undoubtedly discredit this information as far-right conspiracy theory, and the fact is the people involved in this investigation represent all colors, all creeds, and all political parties. To ignore this message, is to surrender to a government takeover that will gravely affect the lives of every man, woman, and child of every nation. If there ever was an authentic, nonpartisan issue, this is it. In 1970, Henry Kissinger said, who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy can control whole continents. Who controls money can control the world. This concept is critical to understanding the thinking of those who seek to cripple and control America. To achieve their goal, they've got to disrupt families, divide races, destroy small businesses, dismantle the middle class, and distort the American dream of owning land, a home, and everything necessary for the pursuit of happiness and sovereignty. In collusion with our foreign adversaries, these treasonous few are working hard to tear down the last standing wall between them and their agenda of global domination. That wall is you, the American people. 
And the colonel goes on to explain that the U.S. election system is under the total control of private equity firms and foreign money. And he also says that their investigation revealed, despite the political narrative, that Dominion voting machines were uh, uh, wired to the Internet or not wired to the Internet, uh, making them extremely susceptible to hacking, they were, in fact, wired to the Internet. There's, you're going to hear some denials, but... Voting machines themselves are not connected to the Internet. No voting machines are connected to the Internet. The devices are not connected to the Internet. They do not connect to the Internet. Those things are not connected to the Internet. The Department of Homeland Security says the 2020 election was the most secure in American history. Mm -hmm. The 2020 election was the most secure in U.S. history. That's what they say now, but just a short while ago, the political narrative was very different. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. We brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. The workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. Remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. Sounds like if you've got a Casio calculator and a roll of solder, you can pretty much hack into one of these things. Official Richard Kaysen Radio Network merchandise, including the Down with Biden t-shirt. Just go to richardkaysenonline.com. It really exists. It's a real shirt. So we're listening to the Your Wake Up Call video here. And let me see where we're at. I want to make sure I get the... Yeah, so... Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Waldron here, he was saying that their investigation revealed, despite the political narrative, Dominion voting machines were wired to the Internet, making them extremely susceptible to hacking. Now, a further forensic analysis, plus affidavits related to the fact, plus the operator's manual from the Dominion voting uh, machine, that would be the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5, According to those three sources, it can be connected and hacked and manipulated and, in fact, was. Here's what triggered this investigation back in 2018. This is the Allied Security Operations Group primary finding in the 2018 governor's race where a direct flip of 560 votes was made from Matt Bevan to Andy Bashir. So that was exactly 560 votes Look at this, Jared. from Matt Bevan. 560 votes were added to Andy Bashir. This race was decided by a little over 5,000 votes. So this one switch represented about 25% of the margin of the vote. Andy Bashir is declaring victory because he is the leading candidate over a Republican incumbent governor in a state Matt Bevan won by 10 points four years ago in a state Donald Trump Look won at how red that whole state is, but just a few counties. Here's an example of election anomalies that, a little weird? that took place in 2020. 
So now we would take the ballots and we oh, would scan them. It's going to feed these ballots through the scanner. So what we're going to do is we're going to take and we're going to overvote. What do you mean by overvote? Overvote is when if there is multiple people in a section where it says only vote for one. So you're scanning the same ballots twice. That's already been scanned once. I've already scanned them once. Yeah, so you're scanning the same ballots. Same ballots twice. You just accept that every one of them, every one of them went through the system. There it is, the fifth batch. Okay. It's pending adjudication. I think I want to vote for Biden. Let's let Biden win this and complete. So you made a vote for someone where someone did not vote. I did, didn't I? And you're the election supervisor? I'm the election supervisor. I am the person that sits and does the adjudication. All right, board, I want y'all to step outside. It's just that simple. Now, through a court order, the Michigan investigation team obtained forensic access to a DS-200 tabulator. That's the machine that counts the votes. And the voting machine tapes, kind of like the EAS tapes that print out here during a severe thunderstorm warning. These are similar tapes, and those tapes clearly indicate modem engagement and the transmission of election data. That means huh, they can be hooked up to the Internet. Now, uh, let's see here. There are over 200 nonprofits and other organizations that are all connected to the uh, U.S. election system, and all of those organizations have received funding from a single source, and that would be George Soros. I mean Soros. Here he is being interviewed by Steve Croft on 60 Minutes. Listen to this Nazi. Of all the financial titans and philanthropists of the 20th century, none are more complex or mysterious than George Soros. You're a Hungarian Jew who escaped the Holocaust by posing as a, a Christian. Right. And you watched lots of people get shipped off to the death camps. Right. And I would say that that's when my character was made. My understanding is, is that you went out with this protector of yours. Yes. Went out, in fact, and helped in the confiscation of property from the Jews. That's right. Yes, yes. I mean, that's, that's that sounds uh, like an experience that yes, would that send lots of people to the psychiatric couch it for me in no way many, many years. Was it difficult? Uh, uh, not, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> See? Like Carnegie, no, no, J.P. Morgan, and the Rockefellers, he amassed very routine through ruthless to, business decisions to only to turn around and give away most of his fortune to advance his own personal philosophy. I am basically there to, uh, to make money. I cannot and do not look at the social consequences of, of what I do. Do you believe in God? No. <laughs> Soros funds unrest all over the world, and we've seen that over the past year or so with BLM and Antifa and everything else. He is the money behind Black Lives Matter. He is the money behind Antifa. He is the money that the Democrats depend on to fund their radical agenda, just like the push at the southern border to allow more illegals into the country. Now, um, do we have time for this? Yeah, I think we can maybe squeeze this in real quick. Listen to Newt Gingrich. Here he is on Fox News. When he, uh, well, there's going to be a montage of some people trying to get into the border, but then 
after that, listen to Newt Gingrich on Fox News when he mentions George Soros, how Harris Faulkner and Marie Harf shut down the conversation. Listen. I want you to see this too, Jared. And overwhelmingly elected with George Soros's money, and they're a major cause of the violence we're seeing because they keep putting the violent criminals back on the street. I'm not sure we need to bring George get Soros into this. <laughs> I was going to say you get the last word, he Speaker. <laughs> he, he, he paid for it. I mean, why can't we discuss the fact that millions no, of he dollars? Didn't. He I, I agree with Melissa. George Soros doesn't need to be a part of this conversation. <laughs> okay. Why? So it's verboten. All right, we're good. How awkward of an exchange is that? You mentioned one guy's name and... Okay, we're going to move on. That's just weird. Highly suspicious. And, well, there's a little bit more to this video and precious time to do it in. And we'll do it right after this. <laughs> Wrapping up the first hour of the Richard Kaysen Radio Network, if you are just as angry as I was whenever I first heard this information, 573-431-1000, if you want to talk about it going into the next hour. And it's always free to subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Richard Kaysen. You need to go ahead and do that right now. Now, young Jared, you need to pay special attention to what I'm about to play right here. This is... Wrapping up the clip that Mike Lindell opened his cyber symposium with, the Chinese Communist Party is buying up the United States as quickly as it can. Through cover organizations like the ones funded by George Soros, other individuals, and uh, farms and businesses, they're just buying them up, and they're exerting more influence on the American entertainment industry. They own several U.S. entertainment companies, over 8,000 movie screens. Hollywood movie scripts are reviewed by the uh, Chinese communist script doctors to make sure that they don't offend the pinkos over there. And for those of you, like you, young Jared, who likes sports, listen to this. And many professional sports teams and players are controlled in great part by the CCP. The pandemic sped up a trend that was already years in the making, and it's brought about another change. The Chinese government's growing influence over the content of these films. That has people worried, including members of Congress, as they point to a growing list of examples of Hollywood seemingly bending to China's will. Now, here's a case in point. If you're a Hollywood actor, whatever you do, don't call Taiwan a country. Here's WWE star John oh, Cena allow me apologizing to for doing just that. I feel sorry for my mistake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. You must know that I really love and respect China and Chinese people. Most humbly respected. And that's the fear now, because you're now making movies for 16-year-olds and China. <laughs> and that's it. LeBron James taking on Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey, whose tweet supporting protests in Hong Kong set off a firestorm between the country and the league. China announcing this morning they're pulling NBA games from their airwaves. I don't want to get into a, a feud with Daryl, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand. Just <laughs> Are be you? careful what we, what we tweet and we say. Why would the NBA take you didn't even finish high school, did you, LeBron? from a country that is engaging in ethnic cleansing? 
They are a customer of ours. And guess what, Megan? I'm okay with doing business with China. One of the stark realities of this past year is the clear and present threat that China represents to the United States of America and to the daily lives of Americans. And it's not just about exporting a pandemic. China has also potentially compromised Joe Biden's family. Mm -hmm. Joe Biden, while he was vice president, took billions of dollars in bribes from the Chinese government in the form of payments to his son Hunter's businesses. We were going to hear smoking Biden crack in the next hour. Chinese military That's and funny. economic aggression. This is the reason why I've held the view for so many years and continue to hold the view that a rising China is a positive development. They're not bad folks, folks, but guess what? They're not a competition for us. Yeah, I think that the biggest competitor is China. They're not a competition for us, but I think our biggest competitor is China. Well, they are, because currently they control the Panama Canal. They're working to gain more control of U.S. ports, and they're building 5G networks all over the world, which can be used to send your personal information and data directly to the Chinese Commie Party. And they use commercial software and apps such as TikTok to spy on you and extract your private and personal information and we know what that is don't we folks yeah so be a little more careful we'll see you in the next hour